Welcome to Glass Onion Minute. I am your host, Austin Pryor, and my guest is Luke Allen. This is minute number 22, which runs from 0 hours, 21 minutes, and 0 seconds, all the way up to 0 hours, 21 minutes, 59 seconds, and 24 frames. We start the minute with Miles in utter shock at seeing Andy walking up to him. We have their difficult interaction and we have Miles's imbreviating speech to the whole group. And along the way, we meet a little friend called Daryl. Uh, yeah, so uh, response to this minute, Luke? Yeah, I mean, it's not quite as eventful as the last one, but we've still got pl- plenty going on. Um, do we know where the... This might just be me not fully like following the film do we know where the location actually is otherwise that's not a it's a we've... it's a greek island yeah. is all we know okay. yeah yeah so i guess it relies how very netflix yeah <laughs> and very netflix yeah i don't know i feel like i've seen f- like a hundred films like this that like start with people going off to Google. i say this is a fan of mamma mia which isn't a netflix yeah. thing but it just feels a little i don't know it feels like a bit of a a tacky typical premise but then i do get that that's what knives out does as well even in the first one is takes a very typical conventional setup and, and it plays, plays with it, it. So definitely yeah yeah so the murder mystery on the and they're all on the island i can't even think of one that works this way but it feels like they are i mean it's certainly like yeah it feels like get, I've seen getting it. a lot of rich people into some um opulent setting um is uh, is part of the is part of the charm, part of the uh, appeal. So yeah, um, I, I, it, it is, it, it, and it is like a classic kind of setup, and and then we go from there. Um, I guess I don't know the islands of Greece, um, but like, are there are there enough of them that you can just kind of make one up? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like all of us as general audience members probably feel the same which is like oh um, yeah yeah there's one of those greek islands one of the small ones and he's yeah, just it's bought just it like, yeah <laughs> yeah it's just like but but yeah goodness knows where there is i feel like you could even do some things in in england and it would just be like if, if they if you made up a convincing enough name for a place in england i'd still think yeah that's real Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, well, definitely. If you just it, so. if you just have it as some village or some town in non-specific, yeah. um, because there's lots of like no none of us has been to every part, but but an island. I feel like you know, island, you know, you yeah, could no, learn all the uh, islands yeah. of Greece, which I have not done and I'm not going to do now. <laughs> but um, but as I say, we start the minute here with like miles just, uh, and and in this minute we see even more of the shock. We just see like. He is frozen to the spot to see her here, and his wheels are spinning, looking, thinking of like the implications of this, and and like Andy, you're here. I am. And and all he can say is, Andy, you're here. And uh, all she says is, I am. And uh, and again, Duke's enthusiasm for the. Uh, Murder Mystery Weekend kicks in. He's really... All right. When's the murder mystery start? Really excited about the Murder Mystery Weekend. At least, uh, or at least he's using it as an excuse to break awkward silences and weird moments. So, um, yeah, so he's like, all right, when's the murder start? You know, and so, um, 
Yeah, so Miles then goes, he's kind of got everybody lined up and he's giving, he's doing his speech mode, you know, which is like really... My man, patience, patience. Okay, look, I know you guys think I'm a hippie, but can we just take a second and fully abbreviate this moment together? I mean, we're old friends, we're still friends, and I love you all. I just wanted to say that. Doesn't include... Um, Benoit or or Andy here, you know, it's just kind of he's he's it's his inner circle that he's addressing, you know, and um, but uh, yeah, just a little patience. Let let's all embreathiate this moment. What did you think when you first heard embreathiate? Uh, yeah, it. I think as it probably did for many of us, the audience. I just felt like oh, he's a bit cocky, a bit hippie. Yeah, I just didn't really. Like, yeah, yeah. It, the moment came and left so quickly. Um, yes, and I think that's what. Yeah, it just sounds like it sounds like a California fake word, like a, a, a like a, a new age hippie fake word, you know? Because um, I don't, you know, yeah, it. <laughs> I've never heard it, and it definitely doesn't sound like a real word to me. And um, uh, yeah, but he's gonna. Yeah, but he even says it. He even tees it up with like, I, I know you all think I'm a hippie, but. Um, Let's all just, you know, can we all just abbreviate this moment? Um, I got my hands on the script online and um, he doesn't say the hippie thing in the script. There's, there's only just those kinds of little um, differences. It's very, very close to what ended up being in the film, which I guess makes a lot of sense for a writer-director with a clear vision. Um, but, but there's definite signs uh, throughout my comparisons between the, the screen and the... Um, screen and the screenplay that he is uh that he's definitely given the actress some leeway and it looks like he he himself added in some lines later on and uh but i do think there's a little bit of improv and and you know actors chipping in with lines and stuff um but the most enjoyable part of this minute for me is um is Daryl, uh, who I, I assumed was Daryl when I was watching the movie, but it's it's D E R O L. Um, <laughs> it's just like uh, he's just doing his own thing, walking by, and uh, we got a great weekend. Just our gang, just us. Hey, 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 bro. Not here. Who's that? That's Daryl. He's, he's just staying here. He's going through some things, but he's not part of the experience at all. Okay, so first, a proper tour. Did you notice what, what brand of beer Daryl is carrying? I, I, I can't say I did. Yeah, uh, I didn't um, uh, no, until I, I noticed it in the that. script. It's Corona. Uh, and of course, Corona Ooh, during, at this yeah. time, there was a lot of uh, discussions about whether they should change their name and... Uh, the so yeah. association with the coronavirus um, didn't seem like, and I do know some people bought Corona beers for the for the joke of it, uh, but I do, yes, but no, I, I do I, think, I but that. I do think yeah. it affected sales. I do think people just didn't want to buy something with Corona written on it, which is really stupid. I mean, there are very good reasons not to buy Corona beer, <laughs> but the yeah, I, I have to, the word I have isn't say, one I've of just, them. I'm, I've just never had yeah. it. It's never bothered me one yeah. way or another. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I, I know people who bought it ironically. Yes. So I imagine it affected sales one way or another. Uh, I, but I, I feel like I know more people who bought it ironically than people who wouldn't buy it. Didn't yeah. buy it. I, yeah. I think a lot of people just, um, yeah, maybe just didn't want the association and didn't. I, th- I think the people who didn't buy it probably didn't go on about not buying it. Yeah, that's so very true. So the people who yeah. bought it ironically were like, "Look what I got, guys!" You know. Um, it would it would have been yeah it being just a thing that people have is one thing but I imagine it'd been hard for them to like advertise or do any more Definitely. promotion that as, would as be a company yeah. like st- yeah. you can't stick that on a poster or make an ad yes. about it yeah. you know because the mainstream you can't get away with being funny about mm. it either because it it could be really yes. poor taste but yeah. also like um, you know it's... yeah so we um, we meet Daryl and from the script. Um, Miles takes a moment a guy in his 30s with very Cato Kalin vibe strolls nonchalantly past with a Corona uh, in the script it is a Corona so he's obviously put that in as a reference to that, that Corona you know he's, he's like packing in the kind of period references for a couple of years ago and um, uh, but I love the way that in the movie he's ended up not with a Corona but with one corona in his hand and a box of them in his other hand <laughs> yeah no it's, it's very funny well, what one thing which i just you know i i would love to be that caliber of writer director to just like write a brand in there with the confidence that you're gonna get it cleared yeah and, and i do like, think this so... is a case of clearance rather than product placement because it doesn't it definitely yes, doesn't get much prominence and no, but yeah, because it's mentioned in the script, like at least by, so I know mostly Channel 4's standards rather than, um, which, yeah. which tend to reflect the, yeah, the film yeah. industry, is if it's incidental, like the set decorator yeah. or the prop master went, oh, pop these there, then you're probably yes. fine. But if it's in the script, then you are expected to have Cleared sort it. out clearance yeah, for that. Yeah. And, and I think um, a lot of people have a notion that if you ever see a brand on screen, that it's all product placement and they all got paid, which is like absolutely yeah, not the case. Yeah. Um, I, There's some stuff which you can be, you have to be really careful to avoid. So Apple, for example, they're very fussy on things. So, you know, you will see in in stuff and in things that, I've, that we've shot on, on things, you know, there might be like a sticker over yeah. the logo on the, or a post-it note or yeah. something. Just, just in case, especially like because Apple have the whole thing about good guys versus bad guys using yeah, their stuff. It's so nonsense, um, yeah. But for the most part, yeah, brands aren't really too fussed about product placement unless it's prominent. Yeah, yeah, but clearance is mostly about permission, isn't it? Like they don't have to. Or do they have to pay? Yes, I think or? so. Or I can't screen. Yeah, films this and yet TV shows <laughs> have been renew the caught in limbo for that reason, and things haven't been released mm. and stuff. You know, it's it's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um so yeah um so so daryl is played by noah segan i don't know if you know about the relationship between noah segan and ryan johnson and the fact that he's in every one of his films or if you recognize this guy uh no i have to admit i feel like the only ryan johnson film i've seen are the knives out stuff have have you seen the last jedi no um 
I can't. <laughs> I've seen a lot I know of Star you're, Warses. I know but you're I wasn't not really a. I know you're not a Star Wars guy, but I yeah. would have thought you just see the you know the big ones that came out. As it depends out. on if my dad like. Yeah, I got you. Was got like, you. We're gonna watch this tonight. Yeah, they're all the same to me. I'm. I'm I know I've like lost half of the base. I'm always just like <laughs> emphasizing to people it's it's okay not to be into Star Wars. I'm like massively into Star Wars, but it's like it's okay. You don't need to watch them, you know. No, I I, I enjoy winding up fandoms with how much I yeah. hate them. Uh, I don't hate them. It's the same as like you know. So uh, yeah, but this comes from a long-suffering Doctor Who fan, of course. So you, uh, <laughs> it's not not yeah. always easy to defend that fandom or that uh, output. But uh, yeah, Noah Segan is basically kind of has become like Ryan Johnson's good luck charm. Now he's been in every uh, Ryan Johnson film. So starting with as I went through these, actually, I I realized I really needed to rewatch the first three. Um, Brian Johnson's films because I don't I don't know them as well as I thought I would um I but I saw them all um you know years ago uh Brick is first film that's the one with the um kind of like a Dashiell Hammett novel like a like a um uh or a, or a film noir movie but set in a high school a modern day high school and um that is uh yeah Noah Segan has a fairly substantial role in that one he plays a character called dode who's like this you know bad boy leather jacket kind of thug guy uh who's who's like substantially involved in the plot and everything and in the brothers bloom he plays the duke uh brothers bloom is the kind of con man one with um mark ruffalo and rachel vice and um adrian brody and uh i but i can't remember his role in this so i i need to kind of look back in and um uh watch these movies again uh how about looper have you seen that one the one with um no, so that's been on yeah. my shelf because that was personally recommended to me by richard Gomez right. as you need you need to watch looper yeah. but i just haven't got yeah to i it. mean but i i i'm, I'm i mean the time travel logic of it is nonsense um uh but every time travel movie is you, you can't make it like a flawless time travel yes movie. you can i don't think nobody they're just not putting okay. in enough effort what, if they your... would just stick to my rules that i have derived from pure logic and uh just just normal cause and effect rule the, the thing that the mistake people make is they just make up extra weird consequences of time travel that don't make any sense now is it a mistake not really because most audiences don't care about it the way i care about the time travel logic and i fully acknowledge that it's my own little you know <laughs> uh, hobby horse or whatever but also like these these kind of weird rules that people make up about paradoxes and um memories changing in your head while the other and events changing around you because the timeline's been disrupted and stuff like that which don't make a lick of sense but you know if you can get the audience to accept them they do create good dramatic possibilities and looper like lands dramatically like really really well really satisfyingly uh but you have to just you know suspend your disbelief and anybody in the audience who's out there saying what are you talking about time travel is not real there are no rules like wrong <laughs> um time travel try, yeah, try, but they're like, time they're travel like the is same real is not real but um, the consequences for it should be should be derived from our understanding of cause and effect, and just just thinking through. They're the same sort of people who say that like musicals, no one bursts into 
song and dance and it's like come on just, just stick for the yeah. journey and and figure out the rules and but yeah i mean so if we we'll, we'll, i'll briefly on this on this time travel tangent is there a time travel film to you that that works by i rules? think so but i can't be sure because it's so complicated looper not looper um primer primer is probably perfect uh but i can't tell because i'm not clever enough (laughs) it gets so ridiculously and therein lies the lies the kind of that's the rub you know because that's probably why time travel films don't stick to perfectly logical rules because if you do they get like incredibly complicated and um and you get a lot of weird kind of dead ends if you think through the logic of what would happen if you could do that you know what i mean um okay so the last jedi um noah segan played x-wing pilot stark um and he is basically just a background character i think people have maybe um beefed it up up the role in in like comics or something like that but it's just basically yeah it's it's an it's just to have him in there and you can see him going by on like a little troop transport thing you know um, but then in Knives Out, he got a quite um, substantial role. He was Trooper Wagner. He was he was the kind of goofy secondary cop of the of the two cops. And um, he, you know, he, he's you know he's there and he's got lines and he's you know involved. But he, I guess he's peripheral enough. But he's he's um, uh, he's not as peripheral as as Daryl here is, uh, who is not part of the experience at all (laughs) it's just a line i love um yeah that's daryl he's just staying here he's going through some things but he is not part of this experience at all (laughs) and um uh yeah so so daryl is and also like i think the very first thing that occurred to me the first time i saw him is like the dude this is like a version of the dude and i think as the movie won't won't spoil anything that comes later but i think that is kind of um continued and um yeah so so he's like a little little mini homage to uh the big lebowski as well i think and uh yeah which and, and don't forget like the big lebowski has a strand running through it it's got a lot of different strands but it does have like a detective fiction strand running through it as well because it's got like at a certain point um it's so the the situation the dude finds himself in is so complex he starts referring to it as a case you know even he hasn't been assigned to anything but he's just like mixing his drink and he's talking like, you know, my thinking about this case has become so uptight. And then there are tropes of, of, um, uh, you know, the kind of, like, like the Coen brothers mentioned Dashiell Hammett novels when they're talking about their influence of it. And it's like, but the setting is completely different. So now, now that I think of it, this is like, this is kind of like Brick. It's kind of like Knives Out. It's kind of, it's a, you're taking the, you know these old like detective fiction and 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 um mysteries and putting them in it in an atypical setting um or modernizing them and then subverting them in different ways and that's what like that's what the coen brothers did with um the big lebowski and uh, now that i think of that I, w- I wonder if if um ryan johnson has talked about lebowski as a as a an influence because i just thought it was kind of a 
you know, just a nod to very famous filmmakers who made films that, you know, every film fan tends to love. Um, but it's actually more connected than I thought it was now that I'm, uh, yeah, I need to rewatch Big Lebowski. Yeah, I've only seen it once. I remember really it's liking fantastic. it. It's been so long. I can't remember any of it. Like, so I, I definitely need to to give it another whirl at some and point. And while, um, while we're on the subject, it was the first film to be covered in a movies-by-minute format, a format that has since become known as a movies-by-minute format. Uh, Gutterballs was the, was, the, was the first one that was out before Star Wars Minute, but then Star Wars Minute was independently invented separately you know what i mean it was it was created so, so they both like came up with the idea separately but uh but gutter balls got there first yeah so that was the that was the first podcast yeah, to do the, it the, the 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 chronology of the the minute by minute movie by minute story is like so confusing at yeah times. it's like it's like the the sort of it's, it's like gutter balls is the timeless it is yeah 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 it's the um <laughs> well yeah it's the ruth doctor yeah um but uh except it's good i'm assuming i've not again? listened to gutter balls or star wars i said except it's probably good um gutter i'm balls. assuming i've, I've not listened only to listened to a first couple or, of episodes star when wars i was minute, like but... binging piles of movies by minutes when i was getting into it first but i didn't stick with it which is no indicator of quality it's just like there was loads of them i didn't uh keep watching you know yeah no i kind of i i've started loads of mx time shows and been like oh i'm gonna listen yeah. to this one all the way through yeah. and then it's like Oh, I don't have that many. Uh, yeah, so I think it's time now to um, wrap up our discussion for today. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining me again, Luke. And uh, do you have another po- uh, podcast or another project you want to plug Ooh, today? Um, let's let's go with uh, Two Minutes About Time. We talked a little bit about Excellent. time travel. It might have been cut. Um, but uh, yeah, if you want to hear... Myself and Robert E.G. Black, who is much more prepared than I am and has insane levels of notes, uh, obsessing over the Richard Curtis movie, which, of course, we did over lockdown. Yes. Uh, so it will take you back to the time period in which Glass Onion is set. Um, and, yeah, you can you can come and listen to that two minutes at a time through about time, including some very odd appearances from guests like Darren Brown. Like, what was he doing on our no show? No way. To listen to find oh, out. I didn't know that. I'm going to listen to that. That's great. Uh, so listeners come and connect with the show on Twitter at Glass Onion Min, all one word and if you can rate, review and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice and so that's bye from us for now we'll be sure to come back tomorrow for another Glass Onion Minute <laughs>